Okay. We are on with Melissa Lobozo. My name is Nick Moss, DCE here at St. Paul Lutheran. And Melissa, thanks for being on. We're talking about Lobo Ranch. And you are part of Lobo Ranch. Happens to be part of your name. Yes. (laughs) And St. Paul has started ministry partners where we are partnering for at least a year with different ministries in the Lakeland area. And you all are in the Lakeland area and you guys are come to our church and part of our school. And in fact, I'm grabbing you now because you're subbing and so the kids are in PE. (laughs) What grade are you doing again? First today. First grade. And you just told me about the tooth. Yes, we, yes. Uh, one of the kiddos lost his tooth during chapel in the middle of your prayer today. So it was exciting, awesome. more exciting for chapel for us than you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So um, tell us, tell me a little bit about your family. And then um, and I've got a story I want you to share that I just read on Facebook and then we'll dive into about Lobo Ranch. Okay. So we're, um, I'm married to Tony Lobozo. He's a IT engineer at Publix and I'm the creative talker of the two of us. We have three girls, um, ages uh, third grade, fifth grade, and 10th grade. And I think um, I don't do the bloody two things. So God gave us girls and yep. not boys. So yep. um, so we, uh, our oldest, Kaylin, sings in the uh, praise band and came here for middle school and was in the, the middle school praise band. And so it's been fun to watch her grow in that. And then uh, Abrion and Sophia are in the elementary school grades um, doing all the things fun here. And so we love it here. That's great. And so there was a, a story on Facebook that you posted. And so could you please share with everybody I what will. happened a couple of days ago? Okay, so I'm going to give a lead into this. Yeah, you got to give a lead I, about where you live. I knew. Well, let me talk. Let me start with when we first were called out um, to to walk out in faith, um, three years ago, God uh, really pulled us out of a regular neighborhood. Um, we had kind of regular jobs, doing regular things, raising our children um, in a very neighborhood suburban way Yep. Uh, with cats and dogs. Nice. And uh, the, we really felt the Lord calling us to um, help foster children and to have uh, some land like a ranch and have horses and animals that are therapeutic. And so we um, prayed about it and really felt God stirring us for a while. And then um, we started um, with our first steps. And the first steps was calling it Lobo Ranch. So long before okay. there was ever a horse or the chickens that you're getting at, <laughs> long before then, uh, we knew that the Lord wanted us to start Lobo Ranch. And so we were faithful to that and called it Lobo Ranch and said, um, the Lord will build it and all the pieces will come together. And so three years later, we do have a ranch now and we have horses and bunnies, therapeutic, very soft, squishy bunnies that the kids love to hold. Um, and did, then, you, did you start with one bunny and two bunnies and then you had 3,000 no, or you just have no, a couple have, bunnies? No, a Girl Scout troop that they donate hygiene. Okay products for us, they, um, the leader donated her two bunnies, okay. um, who as a side note, one is named Tom Brady, which back when we <laughs> got the bunnies did not really make sense. But now I'm a huge Bucks fan. That's I'm funny. pretty excited that we have a bunny named Tom Brady. That's awesome. And then the other one is Fluff or Nutter. So yeah. <laughs> 
So we don't let other people name our, right. our animals anymore. That's right. <laughs> so we have our two bunnies, two horses, a big, huge 200-pound goat that came with one of the horses because they're best buds. And then we have three chickens. So we've gone from the suburbs to and not knowing anything about any farm animal, right. anything, to now having all of this, 11 yeah. animals. And so the story you are thinking of <laughs> is everything that we're doing is new. Um, every time we have new animals, we go to Lay's to the store yeah, around yeah. the corner and we say, okay, <laughs> we have these horses. What do we need? <laughs> we have these chicks. They're ready for the coop. What do we need? Right. So they tell us. And so we, um, Tony has been months building this very secure chicken coop and yep. we've had electricians out so we could have it hot wired so the coyotes couldn't get to them because there are there are coyotes yes. in south lakeland i know because i've i mean i've lived in south lakeland and yes. cats just disappear sometimes right so we've seen three coyote pups oh. and uh, and the mama coyote in um, behind our pasture so okay. we know they're around so we have been very diligent and careful um, and when I say we, mostly Tony, and right. making sure that it's the Fort Knox of chicken coops. Awesome. So last week I subbed for fifth grade on Wednesday mm -hmm. and I didn't have any sub assignments on Thursday. And so it was the first night of the chickens moving to the chicken coop. So Thursday morning, I said, okay, well, I'll just go. The girls are getting ready for school. I'll go let the turn off the hot wire and let the chickens out of their mini coop so that they can be in the Fort Knox coop. And so I did that, and I was so worried about turning off the hot wire. That's all I could think about was not getting zapped by that's, the hot wire. That's a wire, good way to think, right? That I opened the door, and I went in, and I let the little teenage chickies out, and their names are Faith, Hope, and Joy. And so Faith, <laughs> Hope, and Joy come come fluttering out, and I make sure they have their food and their water, and the door closed behind me, and I turned around, and I realized that I was now locked into the chicken coop. <laughs> so you created the chicken coop is so secure that even the chickens couldn't get out if they wanted to, right. and we're going to make it so humans are stuck in there as well. So I go into MacGyver mode, like, what would MacGyver do here? <laughs> and I find this carpenter's pencil, and so I'm whittling it on the tree branch for the chickens to coop on, like to, to um, roost on, so that I can try to get it through the wire to get to the latch, and that was going to take forever. And so I knew that Tony would be home from taking Kaylin to school and running by eight o'clock. And so yeah. this was seven o'clock. And so I knew <laughs> I did have an end in sight and an hour. And I just prayed that the girls would come looking for mama because right. mama's the one that says, did you brush your teeth? Yep. You know, do you have your mask? Are your shoes and socks on? Like we go through a laundry list all the time in the morning, nagging, 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 all the things. Sounds very familiar in the Moss household. <laughs> right? So Shocking. you would think they would have missed hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they didn't. I think they enjoyed not hearing that. So our cat's on the back porch just freaking out because I'm screaming, Sophia, uh. Sophia. And the horse is coming to the back and leaning his head and trying to get to me. And the chickens are just pecking at my boots like, what are you doing in here? Right. Get out, lady. So I'm having to stare at the door, the back porch door in case Sophia opens it to let the cat in. That's my hope sure. is that she's going to let the cat back in the house and I'm going to scream Sophia. Right. And she always comes out and checks on the horses. Well, not this day. So about eight o'clock, the gate opens and here comes Tony in his Jeep. And I am waving like a maniac, fla 
flailing my arms, and he has the tiniest smirk on his face because he's starting to figure out what's happened. But he doesn't know how long I've been in there. Right. Right. So he comes out and rescues me, and I say, I've been in there since 7 o'clock. And he's like, where are the girls? I'm like, right, where are the girls? So we go inside, and and the girls are, they have their backpacks on, and they are ready to walk out the door. I'm like... What are you doing? Didn't you look for me? And Sophia says, Daddy made us promise to not go outside because of the new hot wire. And he didn't want anything to happen. We couldn't go out without an adult. So it was the perfect storm of... They, oh, man. Yeah, but it did not cross their minds of something might actually have happened to me. Right. So, um, so that is, we have a bunch of firsts in everything that we do. And so I told my parents and they said, well, you've got a good story for the next 50 years. You've got a great story. That, well, I read that on Facebook and I was like, okay, now I know what I'm going to ask you about when I, when I talk with you. And for those that don't know, I already interviewed you and halfway through, for some reason, the computer to stop, decided to stop recording it so because god knew this story was coming soon he's like he wanted everybody (laughs) to hear this story oh my goodness yeah it's dealing with animals can always be interesting so you've got um lobo ranch and you all work with the foster care system which if if people aren't very familiar with the foster care system that is um the, the the people that go in and and um we call them dcf here don't we yep Department of Children and Families. They go into situations where the, the children uh, need to be um, taken out of the home for a period of time uh, to keep them safe. And then um, obviously they've got to go, got to go stay somewhere. And so the people, people have volunteered and trained to, to go in and take care of so foster families. But usually I think we were talking last time when children get taken out of the home, usually they're taken out with nothing, nothing. Either the parents are angry and won't let them take anything or they've been so neglected, there's just nothing. Right. And so you all have seen that need and stepped in on a couple of fronts when it comes to foster children. Right. When we went to Heartland for Children and said, okay, we're here, what do you need? Um, The first thing they said was that when children are taken from their home due to neglect or abuse, they, if they don't have what they need, the DCF investigator has to take them to Walmart often in the middle of the night. So they're with a stranger removed from their home, oftentimes removed from siblings. And now they're in Walmart in the middle of the night to get their basic needs, hygiene, um, some basic um, something to wear. And so we said, whatever we can do to stop that from happening, that's what we want to, to be able to help with. And so every month we take Lobo ranch bins to the DCF offices in Bartow, Lake Wales, and Lakeland, and they service Polk, Hardy, and Highlands counties. Okay. And so they are filled with hot children's hygiene kits and diapers and baby formula um, and t-shirt dresses and t-shirts and baby blankets and quilts so that um, kids, when they, before they're placed into the emergency foster care home, um, they'll have what they need for school the next day. Um, what they need to feel like they have some possessions and they're, you know, and before, as they're being placed with strangers. And so that's one of the things that Heartland asked us for right away. And they, they appreciated that we asked them what they needed. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of times, um, you know, you want to help, but you want to make sure that the help that you give is wanted. 
right. and needed, right. Right? <laughs> right? And so that's that's a so is that how you kind of that was your first step into into working with foster care? And now you guys have a couple different ways. Well, right from the beginning with that, too, we started our Sibling Saturdays. And so we felt initially we really felt the Lord calling us to help unite siblings in foster care. Tony's brother was in foster care. Tony's the one that brought him home from school and his family fostered and adopted him. And to this day, even though he'd been with their family since he was 10, he's still closest with his biological sister, even though they weren't in the same foster home together. And so we really felt like... um, it's already hard enough that these children are removed from the only thing they know, even if it's awful, an awful situation, it's what they know. So they're already being pulled from that, and then they're separated from their brothers and sisters. And so from the very beginning, the one thing that we did feel like God was calling us to do was to have these sibling Saturdays. And since we didn't have a ranch yet, right. <laughs> we um, partnered with Skate World and Family Fun Center, and they um, they were very generous and gave us all of the things they could give us to for free um, to have sibling Saturdays. And so we would do um, unite the siblings on Saturdays from different foster homes from the very beginning. That's great. Yeah. And the, I've lived in Lakeland. Candace and I have been here gosh, 16 years now. And what I've noticed, this community is very giving, yes. even, especially businesses too. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they would, they would be willing, but. And they, could, and they even opened up 30 minutes early for wow. us so that the kids would have a calm time mm. to unite together before they played and interacted. That's so awesome. yeah, it was very special. And as we know, the parents that have, you know, been to those places, it, it does get chaotic. And so now that you have the ranch, you guys have been able to transition to um, a little bit more calm As long experience. as no one's stuck in, the bucket, <laughs> stuck in the chicken coop, it's very calm. Right. So we have, uh, we've been very um, blessed to have um, a playground donated and our horses were donated. Uh, Mr. Munson is from, um, we've served with him during the Moving Hope food distribution sure. nights and to Tony would talk to him about yeah. what we were doing, and he connected us with our horses. So oh, Mr. Really? Munson is oh, the reason awesome. why we have our horses. Um, so when the kids come out, we try um, to fill the time with um, bonding time, play time, and then therapeutic time. And then always incorporating, um, they receive their own Bibles, and uh, we have just a, a, a talk about how God's made them special. That's awesome. And you were telling me, um, too, that, you know, obviously that relationship is so special between siblings. Um, and you guys have, have really, you know, fostered the, the DCF. They can't necessarily always, you know, they got so much other stuff going on that they can't always try to facilitate getting siblings together, especially siblings that not just one or two, but like three, four, five, we had six. ten. So we had 10 once. Um, we, a lot of times we have groups that are five to 10. Right. Uh, and the, and all of our requests um, for services or goods come from DCF or the social workers. So, okay. so that's our, that's the only kind of thing that we ask is that it comes from a social worker. Um, and if they say there's a need for a kid, then we're on it right away. But we were able to serve um, this group of 10, nine sisters and one little brother. Oh my, that brother. Oh, yes. oh my goodness. Yes. And so we had a sibling Saturday at uh, Family Fun Center. Super fun. Um, ages 16, 10 kids ages 16 and under. 
Where wow. are these? Mm-hmm. And they, at the time, they were in three different foster homes. And so it was very special to get them together. They had so much fun. They're all very close. Whenever we serve these siblings, they're all very, very close. So, well, they're so close in age. I right. Mean, yeah. So, um, so a few months later, the social worker asked if we could do something over spring break. So we figured out a way to do, um, to host them overnight, 24 hours at a church. So we lined up eight, um, eight air mattresses. Um, one was a baby, so she didn't stay. And then the oldest one is special needs. So those two didn't stay, but they all came for dinner. Olive Garden catered it and we let them have family dinner. We all step away so they can experience dinner just with them, how they would normally interact. And uh, we had a friend take pictures of them and then bring pictures for each of them to have the next day. And that was, they just looked at them like they were priceless. And by the time we served them the second time, just a few months later for this overnight sibling Saturday, they were now in seven different foster homes. Wow. So 10 kids, seven different foster homes, and we're trying to keep them connected. And I am happy to say that a couple months later, they now are all the older teens are with the mom, the biological mom, and then the rest of the kids are with one of the biological fathers. So they're only in two homes and they see each other quite often. And so we were able to keep them connected during that time. That's powerful. That's powerful. And yeah, when they, when you all get them together, um, obviously, um, you and your actions are showing the love of Christ, but then you also get to speak into their lives and tell them verbally that they are loved by Jesus. Right. We have a time of connection with them and telling them how special. We give them quilts that these ladies are always making us handmade quilts. And we let them, when they're at the ranch, they get to pick out which quilt they want, which one speaks to them. And so they're very careful and thinking about which one is their favorite and they pick it. And then we have them lay them all out like they're at a campfire and we talk to the, have them tell us what is special to them about each of their quilts. And it's always something very different. And so then we talk to them about how God has made each of them special in different ways. And we talk and we have them go around and talk about what makes them special, who God created them to be. And it's a, just a time for them to just sit and reflect on who God's made them. And we tell them about the special plan that he has for their lives. And then they get to take the quilts home with them. And they're surprised that they get to take the quilts. They they really don't have a lot of things of their own. And so it's so special. And our prayer is that when they see these quilts and they have their, their study Bibles, that that they are reminded of that time that together where we talked about why they were special. That's amazing. You know, God, um, God doesn't have, um, it's not coincidence for God, you know, things, things we say, you know, Oh wow, I can't believe that happened. Um, so I had two, uh, a wife and husband and they've uh, been church members for a while. And, um, you know, those people that are just super encouragers, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, always just been really encouraging to our youth ministry and, and our ministry in general. And so they, they called me up yesterday, two days ago. Nick, can we come by and say hi? Yeah, sure. Come on by. So they came on by. They, they said, OK, so the wife had been during COVID. She's been making quilts and the husband had designed them and all the scraps and stuff because they've been they've been trying to be careful during COVID and um, just been staying at home. And so they're like. We're giving them to you, and you get to do whatever you want to with them. Yay. So guess what? Yay. <laughs> you get two more quilts. Yay. I think it's awesome how God works. It is awesome. And so they're so generous. They're like, you do you know whatever God's calling you to do with them. Um, 
just just do it so i know um they'll be happy to hear they mm-hmm. they're obviously um you know so humble they're like do not tell anybody who we are um so i will give you those quilts today Yay, and you. um they're pretty cool quilts too they're beautiful well i'll try to take some pictures of them and post them on our facebook page so great thank you yeah it's it's again it's not a coincidence that two days ago somebody came and brought me quilts right so god god's got god's got a fun sense of humor he's like i'm gonna have this happen and just sit back and watch people enjoy it so what what else um should people know before we uh, finish uh, how can they support lobo ranch um before you go back and have to teach class (laughs) (laughs) ready set go ready set go yeah (laughs) Um, okay, so we are all volunteers. There's no paid staff, so that's probably important yeah, for people to understand that um, we, our board is made up of all people who are directly um, associated with foster care children okay. um, who have had experiences. And um, we, we oftentimes the biggest need financially is we get a lot of requests for bunk beds to keep siblings together. Okay, And so that's quite costly. Um, I think we've exhausted most of the the first couple of years. We were able to get a lot of beds actually donated, twins and bunk beds. Um, But now that we've been around a little while, I think we've we've exhausted a lot of that. We still put pleas out for donated twin beds and bunk beds. But the cost for a set of bunk beds is, you know, $500 at a a shot. And, you know, they need usually all the things, you know, sheets and pillows and just basic needs. So that's always kind of the the heavier lifting that we do financially. And then um, we love to get kids involved. So kids who want to be a part, who want to come out on Sibling Saturdays, or they want to do art for our kids' art fundraiser, um, we have, or they want to come out and help with the animals. We really love to get children involved so that they understand what it means to be in foster care. That's how I had the desire from the time I was little. I was around, I was at a daycare where uh, one of the daycare workers had fostered children and adopted children. And so I just got to know them and see the hardships and see how wonderful they were. And so we really want to plant those seeds in our, in our kiddos too. And, um, we're always needing children's hygiene kits and deodorant and just basic needs. It's sad that we're in 2020 and we're having to go around and get basic needs for these children, but it's still out there. And so, um, unfortunately it's never going to end. So this is just something that's ongoing. If you see, you know, if it's a BOGO for toothbrush and toothpaste, grab an extra and, you know, and bring it to us. And, um, at church and we, um, we have people who'll just donate a, a, baby blanket at a time sometimes uh those of us who don't have babies anymore and we just yep. want to buy something yep. little you know yep. so so those are the types of things that um really we love our our whole community to be involved with whatever way god's calling them great and so that's lobo ranch.org lobo ranch.org you can google it obviously it'll pull up you can get the contact info there if you do want to drop something off you're more than welcome anybody listening to drop it off at saint paul and put a tag on it that says Lobo Ranch and year round we'll make sure you get it Thank in you. a couple of days so God's blessings on your ministry I know um, I'm looking forward to getting out to see the chicken coop so <laughs> alright we're gonna let you get back to the first graders thank you alright